Last time on Universe RJ. What they need to do is a Beast Wars movie. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want, goddammit. <laughs> Give me some Optimus Primal in this motherfucker, yeah. And welcome to the universe, according to Rex and Jonas. I am Rex, the deepest and blackest in all the galaxy. And to my adjacent, we have Jonas, the brownest, with the biggest... What rhymes with brown? Nothing. Why did it have to rhyme... I didn't even rhyme anything with black. I don't know yeah. why I decided to rhyme something with brown. Because you have because black is so is so good. You had to find something for brown, which is not as good as black. Like the crownest? No, that's no. not a word. The clownest? No, you're not really a clown. I really dug myself in with this with this brown thing. Yeah, because when I think brown, I'm just like, oh, that's doo doo. <laughs> But no, it's not the mud of the earth, dude. The mud of the the earth. You are the earth, and I am the sky, the deep dark sky. Boom. Boom. Jonas, the sturdiness of the earth in his beautiful brown skin. And Rex, the the black abyss of the night that covers our souls with amazing stars and everything else. This is borderline Dark Souls level. Shit, like the blackest skin that was onyx in color and deep and mysterious in range. Mm. He had a sword as long as the sky's beautiful, lustrous tail when a comet fly. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I don't know. Uh, Welcome we got- to the podcast, everyone. That was Welcome. a weird intro. It was, but it was worth it. Uh, this episode is brought to you by no one, but it's brought to you by me and Jonas. Yes. And hopefully soon we we can get some sponsorship on this. Hey, uh, everyone out there, MeUndies, um, Lull mattresses, Casper mattresses, uh, Brooklinens, whoever, if you guys want to sponsor us. Audible podcast, we can use it because we don't know how to read very well. (laughs) We don't. And... (laughs) I'm waiting for uh, for Rex to like give me a give me a book to read. Oh, I'm gonna hit Synopsis. you with it one day. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> keep it. It's gonna be like a game of Uno where I just got this draw four tucked away just in yeah. case. I I try to play mm. Uno like that where I like I'm gonna save this draw for it. But then like when something happens when I really should use it, I never use it because I want to use it for last. <laughs> See, I, I'm just like, mm. well, they just hit me with a draw four. Yeah, and I that's... have this draw for, and I could just pass the buck on to someone else. Yeah, but then my paranoia kicks in, and it's just like, what if all three of them have another draw for, <laughs> and then I don't have anything? Yeah, I need this protection. Yeah, we need to play again. I miss playing that game with everyone. <sighs> um, 
But uh, Rex, since uh, since we are talking and we have a new episode today, uh, guess what? What? We got a new email. We got our Yo! first email. We finally got an email. We finally Wanna got re- an email. It took what twenty seven episodes, and we got an email. <laughs> hey, twenty seven more episodes, and we get another email. Um, hell yeah, hell yeah, brother. Um, so this one is from Big Boy Snacks. Um, the t- the subject is hello, hello, screams in Spanish. So nice. It goes uh, hello. My name is Josh, or on Twitter I go by Snacks. I just wanted to say you guys are awesome, and you guys have such a unique podcast. I've never listened to a podcast that does fan casting, and the one minute thirty second power hour, and the last podcast I listened to was the one that just came out, the Cool Zone. And oh, you yeah, guys cool. honestly keep doing what you're doing. What are you saying? I feel like I feel like we really missed an opportunity by not calling it Cool Zone Two Electric Boogaloo. Like, <laughs> It should just it. be a staple of the podcast. We got to change that to Cool Zone Two Electric Boogaloo. I will change it. God, what's Cool Zone Three gonna be? What is it like? But thank you, uh, Snacks, yeah. aka Josh, for sending us that heartwarming email. There's, we appreciate there's you. There's more. There's more. Oh, there's more. continue. It's, Shit, it's, it's a long one. Uh, now oh, my boy. now my opinion. So I just wanted to ask. Uh, if you guys had plans or wanted to watch Alita Battle Angel and talk about it, because I personally love the movie. I've seen it about five times. Didn't it just come out? It just came out. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the best retelling anime adaptions out there. It's very unique and amazing fun film. It's just, it isn't just jaw-dropping good, but it's a very enjoyable movie. I highly re- recommend this movie. If you guys wanted to have fun, a fun movie to watch, thank you for your time and I'll listen to you guys next week. Peace. Love big okay. boy snacks. Appreciate the the email snacks. I am interested in seeing Alita Battle Angel, yeah, but my same. interest in it is a little different from most people's in that I don't well, I have watched the original source material before, but it was years ago and I don't remember it that well. Mm. But because I'm so detached from the source material, I'm curious to know if Alita Battle Angel is actually good or if it's um, what I like to call X-Men First Class good. Okay. In that um, I didn't didn't like X-Men First Class. Mm -hmm. I didn't like that movie. But everyone insisted that it was the best X-Men movie to date when it came out. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about it, look at all of this shit that you got before that. Of course you're going to think, oh man, this is amazing because you've been starved for so long. Mm. So well, I'm curious to know if it's like, oh, well, Ghost in the Shell sucked. Yeah. Uh, what's another adaptation? Well, actually, Alita's not even the first. Well, no, never mind. I can't say that because uh, all you, uh, what is it? Uh, Edge of Tomorrow never had an anime adaptation. Mm. It was just a, a novel uh, in Japanese. I think it was a manga as well. But um, but like Full Metal Alchemist, that movie wasn't great. Mm. Death Note wasn't great. Um, I heard the JoJo movie was good, but it hasn't come out here. So you can't, can't find really it anywhere. 
Uh, I can probably find it online, but I want to give my money to JoJo. Oh, okay. You can't JoJo really, deserves like, my like, money. It's not on iTunes or anything? I don't think so. Oh, that sucks. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought, sorry, I thought, uh, it was enjoyable. I thought for cl- First Class was enjoyable, but I, uh, I mean, I think the best one out of all of them is X2, just for the Nightcrawler scenes. True. Like, I like the first X-Men because I was a kid when they came out, and I thought it was funny, especially when they made fun of the comic books when they were like, what did you expect we would wear, yellow spandex? And I was like, ha! I get that. Ha! <laughs> ha! Captain America, I get that. I got that reference. <laughs> I got that reference. I got it. Um, but guys, we're not talking, we're not talking Alita Battle Angels today. We aren't. We are not. But we might. Who knows? Um, we are talking. We're talking Umbrella Academy. Oh yeah, you can stand under my umbrella, Ella, Ella, eh, ke, de me. Nice, nice. Yeah, fucking um, killed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally nailed that shit. Uh, so guys, if you guys don't know the Umbrella Academy, it's a new TV show on Netflix based off of a comic book by Gerard Way of uh, My Chemical Romance. Um, it's a very unique telling of a superhero kind of story. Um, I would describe... Well, I would describe the source material as... a. Uh, um, well, I did some, like, uh, like some research mm-hmm. on the source material because I remember it coming out years ago. I never got a chance to read it because mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh, that looks weird. Interesting. But I was never, I never went out of my way to check it out. Yeah. But, um, I would say that it's almost a uh, doom patrolian. It is. Yeah. I and then I found out that, uh, he made this as his, he kind of made this as like uh he he was inspired by the Doom Patrol because he always wanted to have his own take on the Doom Patrol, which he would get uh like last year he was writing a Doom Patrol comic. Oh, um yeah, the new one that came out about like Danny the Street being sent uh, like making a sentient human version of himself to interact yeah. with people. Gerard Ray did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, he kind of wrote this as his like own take on Doom Patrol. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting, and I would call it Doom Patrolian, but I would also call it some of the the abilities are very JoJoian mm-hmm. in nature, because they're so strange. Yeah, and they're they're very specific, and you're just like, how could this be useful? And the whole point of here I go talking about JoJo again, but the whole point of like when I say a power is JoJoian, it is something that can probably be looked at as completely and utterly mundane or borderline useless. But if you're given the right circumstances mm-hmm. and the everything is just right, mm-hmm. your power is so powerful, you're damn near unstoppable. Yeah. And, and I think this happens to at least one, to eh, two characters... In, in this, this show, in, in this show, okay, and it's very interesting. And which characters are those? You could, I mean, we're, guys, this is gonna obviously be spoiler filled. Oh yeah, there's gonna be spoilers. Should I should I put this as a into the spoilers? 
uh, yeah, this is going to be into the spoiler verse. Okay. You can stand under my umbrella academy. Okay. I think that's, I think, I think we should do that. Okay. Just, um, but, uh, I believe, well, first there's, uh, God, what's it? Klaus. Yeah, Klaus. Klaus's power is useless in many, many ways until, like, what, episode 10? The Nine? last episode, yeah. The last episode. Well, no, Ten. it's use- It's useful before that, but yeah. it doesn't help Somewhat. Him? It It, it kind of, like... It, 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 freaks it helps out him a little. The, it, free- it gives him an edge against, the, against Cha-Cha and Hazel. Yeah, yeah, but it do, it's not like oh, it's uh, we should probably explain what their powers are too. Yeah, but um, just give them a real quick synopsis of what Umbrella Academy is because so, we've sidetracked. Yeah, no problem. Uh, well, Umbrella Academy is based in a world where on a certain day, forty three women had given birth at the same exact time. Uh, the weird part is that those women were not pregnant when the day started, so out of nowhere they just gave birth. To 43 children um, this eccentric billionaire gentleman uh, Reginald Hargraves uh, decides to get as many children as he can he is able to collect seven of those children and he calls them all by numbers number one number two number three number four number five number six and number seven and later on they do adopt uh, their own names number one is um, Lucas? Lucas. No. Luther. 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 Number two is Diego. Number three is Allison. Allison, yes. Uh, Number four is uh, Klaus. Number five, they just call him number five. He doesn't, because he was gone before they chose names. Yeah. He doesn't name himself. Yeah. Number six is Ben. And number seven is Vanya. Uh,. Throughout the years, they start to develop superpowers. Number one basically has super strength. Number two, Diego has the ability to throw objects, mainly knives, and control them. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, uh, Allison is able to... She calls herself Rumor because she can whisper something in people's ears. And she has to start it off with, I heard a rumor, and can make anyone do anything that she says. She so, can warp reality. Warp and it's reality. It's so broken. Basically, she can just go, uh, I heard a rumor that you shot your friend in the foot, and then that person would shoot their friend in the foot. I would be such a piece of shit with that superpower. <laughs> because I would ruin people in the most immature ways. I'd be like, I heard a rumor that you shit yourself to death. And then you just see a guy <laughs> having explosive diarrhea and screaming. That's the kind of shit that I would do. And she was die. very nice. And then die. Yeah. Like, she was very nice to people with those yeah. powers. I mean, she control. I mean, that's what Reginald Hargraves was there for, to help her control those powers. Uh, number four, Klaus is able to speak with the dead. Yes. Number five is able to travel through space and time. He finds out he can travel through time as well, but mostly through space he'll to use teleports and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, number six is uh, Ben had this ability to have a monster in his stomach. A no. monster. No, he has... Not a monster. He has multiple kinds of monsters 
living under his skin, Jesus. coming from another dimension. Okay. In my mind, mm-hmm. Ben is probably the most powerful one. Yeah. Only rivaled by uh, another character, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Vanya is thought to have no powers at all. Number seven is thought to have no powers at all. Um, but we later soon find out she actually has the the most power. Uh, she has the ability to uh, take sound and turn them into energy uh, to destroy things, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's... I think that is the reason why... Well, we'll, we'll get to it, but mm-hmm. you'll see. Yeah. I, I will say this. Basically, Ben is... It, with, Rex, with what Rex is saying is that Ben is basically a port, the portal in Pacific Rim where all the kaijus come out. He's just walking around with this ability. Imagine and a kaiju comes out of his stomach. How dope would that be? Like, if he... Spoiler for the show, Ben is dead. In, yeah. Like, you find out episode one that Ben is dead. But um, if he had lived long enough... I'm very sure he probably would have gotten to the point where he's just summoning monsters from other dimensions. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if he can I don't know if he can control them, but it doesn't seem like he has much control over the tentacles like they just kill yeah whatever's nearby and he, he's just like, "Well, they're dead. I killed them. I'm covered in blood now." Yeah. That would be so <laughs> I think that would be cool just to like imagine he's just like Ben, if he was still alive, like, hey Ben, we need help finding this thing. Do you have anything in your in your stomach that can help us? And he's like, yeah, I, I found these creatures that are great at hunting. They can find anything through smell, and they like they're pulls demogorgons. Out yeah, demogorgon. Ooh, that's dope. <laughs> um, imagine. Oh shit! Imagine he does that. He pulls a demogorgon out of his stomach because he can do. It's the same. It's Netflix. They can do whatever they want. They can like they could literally make the Netflix cinematic universe if they wanted to. They could. Oh, <laughs> Netflix make it happen. So I'm scared. Um, essentially, this this TV show is centered around the the six kids um, after Reginald Hargreaves dies, and they're all adults, and they're all living their lives, and they decide to come back together to. Um, bury their father and then just things just have start to happen mysteries mysteries are solved coincidentally this around the same time that their father dies um the world is on the brink of being annihilated and they gotta fix it and they don't know why it's happening they don't know where it's coming from all they know is uh, outside of uh, their brother number, is it six that's Ben? Ben's number six? Yeah. Or he's a five. Yeah, Ben's six. Uh, outside of Ben being dead, number five, who has no name, uh, is, has been missing for seven years. What, seven, 17? Was it ten? I thought it was 17. I think 17, 17 years. sounds right. He's been missing for 17 years because he was a little asshole and he didn't listen to his dick father mm-hmm. and he decided to time travel and he time traveled forward and he got too far into the future to where he was at the point after the world had basically ended yeah. and he didn't know how to get back and he is essentially 
um, the they're all really important. Like, there's none of them are not important. I was gonna say he's the yeah. most important character, but none of them are not important. Yeah. Um, there there are times where it seems like this person's not important, uh, but no, they play a big. They each play their own role in in the in the show and to the plot of the story. Um, they all get their own episode and their time to shine. And, yeah. You know, I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. Actually, um, what I did forget to mention is that Luther, uh, as he gets older, has the body of a gorilla. You um, did forget to mention that. Yeah. Uh, but it's the, um, it, it was an experiment gone wrong because he, he had been the only person left in the Umbrella Academy to stay with his dad and help fight crime. Um, and he had a normal body and then he took a bullet and was dying and the only way that he could uh, save him is Reginald Hargreaves had to stab him in the stomach or whatever. Was a, it a bullet? Because he looked way more fucked up than just a bullet. I don't know. It was something. I, thi- I think he got like blown up on or some shit while on a mission. Maybe. But like uh, he- to save him he, he used a he, sh- he gave him this antidote that healed him and brought him back to life but essentially made him into half a gorilla except for like on his face. Yeah, but in the comic books, he doesn't. He looks like a what Rex had told me is basically a guy's head on top of a ro- uh, robot gorilla's body, which is basically what it is. Because yeah. in the comic, is is much different how he gets that body. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are a few differences that I've learned between the comics and uh, the show, but they're not story breaking there I they actually just are to make the story more accessible for people reading now because comic books tend to take lots of liberties with their storytelling and they can be very strange and you got to realize that your comic book is probably going to be geared towards a very niche group of people but if you're going to make a wider medium out of it you got to tone it down because people are going to look at your skinhead nazi time traveling assassins and they're going to go this is gross but mm-hmm. if you turn the time traveling assassins into a lovable fat dude and Mary J. Blige, <laughs> then like you yeah. know there ain't gonna be no hateration or holleration about that one. It's God. all good. Bring <laughs> that back. That was, that was such a good joke when you told me the first time. But I'm glad you brought it back. Like, I don't like if they were Nazis in that, and you see Mary J. going like, I don't really know if I want any Jewish folks in my dancery. <laughs> That would have been a little weird. It would have been a little weird. I would have been like, Ugh, why did they do this to her? <laughs> she was... <laughs> I, did, I did like how they gave... So there are two assassins in this TV show named Cha-Cha and Hazel that try to uh, kill um, Number 5, who himself was a time-traveling uh, assassin as well that decides to leave so he can save the world, essentially. And he's uh, not even just a time-traveling assassin. He's, like, the time-traveling assassin. Yeah. Because they show that he's responsible for, like, a lot of the major events that happen in the world, like the Hindenburg crash and the assassination of JFK. Uh, there was another one that I can't remember. But he was, like, the guy. And then he said, yeah. fuck this, I'm leaving. Mussolini, I think, right? Mussolini, yeah, yeah. I think he killed Hitler, too. Yeah, and then I think he may have also started World War One. 
by killing Ferdinand. Fran- yeah, I think he did start World War One. Um, but yeah, like you start to learn every character's little secrets as time goes on. Like shit happens to everybody. Like yeah. uh, specifically, like you learn that Allison's entire life has kind of she's kind of been living a lie. Mm-hmm. in that she didn't she becomes a like famous movie star uh mm-hmm. which i don't think is present in the comic book i think she's just like narcissistic but mm-hmm. she uses her powers to get her husband and you know to be famous which, basically pretty much and like in the show she's like famous movie star allison hargrave everybody knows who she is and uh her and her husband are going through a divorce because her husband sees her using her powers on their daughter yeah and he starts to question like did you use your powers on me and what the fuck and you find out like she did use her powers on him yeah you find out in in a later episode that she's like reminiscing about all the things she's actually said to people she's like i heard a rumor that you gave me you, you think i'm perfect for this part stuff like that yeah um obviously she's a good actress because she I mean of course she used her powers to get the job but people love her people now great. I do call that into discrepancy because I, it makes me wonder if she was in an interview and a whole bunch of people were listening to the interview and they're like so Allison how'd you feel about the role and she's just like I heard a rumor that everybody liked me in this role and I won an academy award Is and they're it- like and they're like, oh my god, she was amazing in that movie about whatever movie she was in. <laughs> what do you what think, was it? She was like a lawyer her, or something? Yeah, some, like, it was a, a romance comedy with a lawyer. Like a blind um, lawyer or something. It was weird. Do you think that her power could work over recordings or anything like that? That's the thing. I don't know if it's about, like you have to actually hear her authentic voice or if she can do it over the phone because it's never it they never get to that point because she barely uses her powers in the show um Um, but yeah uh let's actually take it from episode one okay so episode one we we actually just meet all the characters like in their own individual grown-up ways Mm -hmm. we meet um we meet uh Luther, who's living on the moon, literally lives on the moon. Like, this is how sci-fi this movie is. He has a place of his own uh, in the moon. Um, Diego is a crime fighter. Vigilante of justice. Mm-hmm. Also a dick. Also a dick. Allison. He is, the t- he is literally the team's Batman. So, <laughs> um, Allison is, is being famous. Yeah, she's on a red carpet. Um... Klaus is getting out of rehab, mm-hmm. and Vanya is leaving rehearsal because she plays the violin in, I guess, the city orchestra. Yeah. And uh, they all get the news that their father, their adopted father, uh, passed away. He has passed. And so they are tasked to gather back at their childhood home, try to get everything in order I guess to get his funeral all set and going mm-hmm. and when they get there uh Lucas who Luther. is the only, oh yeah Luther why do I keep calling him Lucas um Luther is 
the only one who thinks that their father dying is suspicious. Yeah. And he goes into full-blown, I'm going to investigate this shit mode because he's the team's uh, Cyclops. Mm-hmm. He is he is their Cyclops. He is, in my mind, the weakest um, because of his blind loyalty and his very straightforward superpower, even though he's got the gorilla body now. Um, yeah. But uh, he's like, this is weird. Dad's monocle is missing. What's going on? Where's mom? They also have, uh, we forgot to mention that they have a, a chimp butler named Pogo. Is Pogo, it Pogo yeah. Or to- it's Pogo, and they they have a android mom. Yeah, who's just mom. Can't. Or She's also just Grace. Mom. Grace, yes, um, that's her name. I think the, they, whoever did Pogo, visual effects wise, was so good. It's really good. I think Pogo looks amazing in this, in this, uh show it's weird how good it looks because we live in a world where you can see the strings at this point like if you have bad visual effects people are going to notice and they're going to be un like they're not going to be merciful about it as we saw with uh the uh aladdin trailer yeah but pogo looks amazing looks like i there were certain points where i was borderline convinced it was just a suit yeah, which they do with um, Luther. They just give him a suit. Um, he just has a big monkey body. Which is like what I was thinking about practical effects. They did really great with that. Um, and that makes me wonder: is his dick monkey too? Um, uh, we gotta ask that. We gotta ask that uh, rave girl that he slept with. Because <laughs> she uh, took all. She took all that furry dick. She, she was she ready took for all it. that furry dick. You know what I did um, like about this? Um, the show is the the masks that they wear. Yeah, that they is have pretty white, cool. They have white eyes, and I was like, that's badass as hell. It's way better than what we normally get, which is the black mask and the black eye makeup. Yeah. I was like, okay, those masks are cool. Yeah. Alright. Diego keeps his lit. Lit as hell. Um, and uh, as they're trying to investigate what's happening, they start to notice that there's an anomaly going on in their courtyard. Mm-hmm. And there's just this giant uh, portal-looking energy thing happening. And you see an old man standing in it, and he falls out, and he transforms into a young boy. And you find out that this motherfucker is number five, traveled back to his original time. 40-some years older, too. Yeah, he's older than everybody now, because... His mind, well, his mind and his body uh, aged as he was stuck, but he, his body just regressed and his mind is still that of a haggard old assassin curmudgeon. Yeah. And, um, shit starts to get a little wild because he just informs everybody. Well, did he inform them right now? He told Vanya first. Yeah, he told Vanya. That the world is ending in eight days. And she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And that's basically where the, that episode ends. With just um, revealing that the world's going to end. Um, the thing about this is, like, with everyone, everyone almost kind of respects one another for their powers and their the way that they treat each other. Like, I, Luther and, and Diego fight a lot, but there is always a, a line of respect between them. Um, the only person that they do not 
really respect is Vanya. Yeah, they treat Vanya like shit, and that really bothered me in those early episodes because she grew up with them. Yeah. And it's kind of noted that all of them have this, like, like they despise their father. Yeah. Because of the way that he treated them. But at the same time, they are just as bad as he is because he treated Vanya that way. He kept her separate from everyone. And they inherited those traits. So it's like, oh, that's Vanya. She doesn't have power. She's useless. Yeah. And... At the same time, they do care for her at a, at a certain point. Like, they don't want to see her get hurt. And they're it, still assholes. They're still assholes, <laughs> yeah. It's almost like a, at the point of, like, pushing this person away so that they don't get hurt. Yeah, which is toxic. It is. Um, <clears throat> and uh, in the comic books, actually, Vanya and Diego have a romantic thing going on. I couldn't hear you. What did you say? Uh, I, I said uh, Vanya and Diego actually have a romantic thing going on in the comics. Oh, yeah, I did see that. And in the show, that romance is replaced with... Uh, well, not replaced, because uh, Patch exists in the comic, too, and she is also Diego's uh, like ex-lover. But they give Vanya a love interest in... What is his name? What's that piece of shit's name? I forgot. Um, uh, Peabody is his Peabody, real yeah. last name, but uh, I can't remember his real name. I think it was like Harold or something. Is it Harold? Something like that. Le- Le- uh, Leonard. 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 Leonard Peabody. That's a name. That is. A what name. was? What was his bullshit fake name that he gave? No, her? Leonard Peabody was his bullshit name. Harold Jenkins is his um, real name. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Leonard Peabody was the fake name. He's that guy. Like. I and I understand that Vanya was like very easily manipulated because she had never really been shown affection yeah. before. So that makes sense that, you know, oh, this guy's giving me attention. I've never gotten this before. Mm-hmm. I love him. I've been there. I well, I was I I've been there when I was like 15, but mm-hmm. I guess it becomes uh, magnified as you're older and then you experience it. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, uh, we meet but, this character, yeah, Leonard Peabody, who just shows up on her doorstep like a creep saying, hey, can you teach me violin? <laughs> yeah. And he goes, I know and, you think I'm an idiot for learning this is so... Like... He's actually really good. The guy, the actor that plays him, is really good in a way I mean, that he doesn't seem threatening. He doesn't seem threatening, but you definitely get a creep vibe from him. Yeah. And, and then, you know. Yeah, but you slowly, t- as the show progresses, you learn that he's doing all these things that are like, in in a way, it sounds like, um, he's very supportive of her. Cause she's like missing medications, and she's like, I, uh, I, I haven't, I haven't felt this great in so long. And he goes, That's great. That means you don't really need the medication. She go, and he's like always encouraging her to get the first chair, cause she's third chair right now, um, mm. and stuff like that. But it's all in a way to manipulate her into becoming a, a super powered being, because he actually finds out that he, that Vanya is is the most powerful. Out of he, all find, 
he finds out, and not only does he find out, but we find out, well, that he's um, uh, uh, stalker. Yeah, stalker. Yeah, not even a stalker. He's like a, he's a fanboy, fanboy. a dangerous fanboy because he murdered his father. He murdered his father in cold blood at like age, what was it, 11, 10 or 11? Um, and not, not saying that this is good, like this is right or anything, but his father was also a very abusive person, physically. He was. He was abusive. Uh, he had a really uh, harrowing existence. His mother died in childbirth. Um, his father, I guess, blamed him for that, so he treated him like shit. And all he wanted to do was be kind of like the Umbrella Academy. Uh, Ironically enough, he shares a birthday with all of them. Yeah. That's why he feels like he might be um, part of the... He he could be special like them, but uh, uh, Reginald Hargreaves tells him the hard truth that he is not special. He literally says, you are not special, okay? That line could have been so much better in my mind it could have been it, it it played out as a joke almost to me yeah it was a it was because in the universe there's people watching it weirdly enough took it as a joke mm-hmm. and laughed at this child's broken dreams um he he could reginald might have just well just got gone <laughs> get fucked kiddo and then walked away from him and it would have. I was like that. He could have pulled him to the side and like, you don't have powers. Yeah. You are not special. Yeah. Give up on this. Go live your normal life. I, I feel like we, that would have been a little more. That's one of the only gripes I have with it. Like, everything Reginald did was just so in your face. Yeah. I guess that's how the character's supposed to be. Yeah. But I think in that one instance, he could have been a little more private instead of embarrassing a child oh well but, rex what do you expect from someone that his spoilers alert might be an alien <laughs> he might be a space alien and doesn't know human uh decency yeah etiquette in many ways. etiquette yeah, yeah yeah etiquette um so there's many reasons for his dickishness yeah he's 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 a bad dad these characters might as well be anime characters because that's a trope in anime they all fathers. have, they have terrible fathers, or their fathers just not there, or something like that. Yeah. Like G- Goku's dad, dead. Naruto's dad, dead. Gohan's Gone, dad, dead. <laughs> dick and dead, and also a bad father. Gohan's other dad, best Pickle anime up. dad ever. <laughs> uh huh. He's just a single green father trying to take care of his not not Namekian son. You know yeah, what I mean? I get that. I wonder if Chi Chi ever. Never mind. I ain't gonna say that. She probably did. She probably gave Piccolo some butt. Like, yeah. You're such, a, you're such a good father used, to my he son. Used, he used those long, <laughs> long sharp fingernails to finger the shit out of her. Nah, he just stretched his dick. You forget he stretches his limbs. He could still stretch your fingers too. He could. He could yeah. just like from far away. He's like, hey, Chi Chi. It's good to see you again. And then, like, stretch his fingers, like, sneakily and, you know. Chi-Chi, every time Kakarot dies, He wouldn't you call him Kakarot. <laughs> Does he not call him Kakarot? No, no he, he calls, calls him Goku. Goku. He calls him Goku. Every All the other, well, no, Vegeta calls him Kakarot. Yeah. Um, 
Continue. Like, hey, yeah. Every time Goku dies, you uh, you show up at my hut, and uh, I feel like you're doing this on purpose. No shit. Let's fuck. All right. <laughs> I need I need dick. My alien husband's not here. Don't make me get my father, the Ox King, to come over here and wreck your shit, Piccolo. And she's just, and he's just like, I'm not scared of your dad. Fuck it, okay, whatever. I'm horny, I guess. <laughs> there, there's no Namekian pussy around here. <laughs> Do you think Piccolo has sex? You think he fucks? Nah, I think Piccolo is strictly asexual. Asexual, I can see that. <laughs> I don't think uh, he has any sexual impulses. <laughs> like he's, he's like, nah, I just like training I kids to, to be good. I just like training kids to become better fighters. My name's Piccolo. I look like a pickle. Uh, <laughs> fuck, is that why they call him Piccolo? Not, well, yeah, and also because of the instrument. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, true. Um, so, uh, as, this, as the series goes on, you meet these assassins, Chi-Chi and Hazel, and they are continuously trying to hunt number five. Number five is continuously trying to find a way to stop the end of the world and the only clue he has is a prosthetic eye yeah a prosthetic eye that we find out would belong to Leonard uh, because he loses his eye after um, being beaten up by some Be- ruffians being beaten up by ruffians that he made beat him up to have Vanya experience something traumatic so she can use her powers yeah also um. he's very like cavalier about losing his eye he's just like she's like are you sure you can leave he's like yeah yeah it's fine I just gotta get a prosthetic eye tomorrow and then like I was like hold up how much are prosthetic eyes like you can just get one of those tomorrow like yeah and then I'm like oh wait this is like weird future world that they live in even though it's 2019 I think yeah yeah well, I can just get a new prosthetic tomorrow. Fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, and then, uh, so as as the show goes on, you meet Hazel and Chacha, and they're definitely trying to kill uh, number five throughout the show. Um, and y- I, you actually start to... I care about Hazel in this show. He has the biggest character development out of yeah. everybody in the show in yeah. my opinion this this show is, is is you have so many characters to follow but the stories are written so well it feels like they each get a very good portion of each episode to talk about their story i would kind of say it's uh it's kind of like a toned down pulp fiction mm, yes i guess it's that. just where it's like just all of these characters, they've all got their shit going on, but all of their stories intertwine and interweave with each other as time goes on. Mm-hmm. And you see that with Hazel, you see that with um, his uh, story with the uh, the waitress at the donut shop, mm-hmm. and their uh, but their budding love story that's happening. Um, and you see all these characters just like interacting with one another and they're like wait you know this guy wait who's that guy wait yeah. i already talked to the police what police we didn't send any police and then you see diego laughing and <laughs> i just got i'm doing vigilante justice <laughs> yeah 
Um, in the in the TV in the comic books, hit uh, Diego's like Gordon is actually a guy and not a girl. Gordon, yeah, like his uh, Commissioner Gordon, to his Batman. Who, who Patch? Yeah. I thought he dated Patches his ex though in the comic. yeah, but oh. in in the in the comic book it's a char- a different character. It's not Patches. oh oh okay okay gotcha. Yeah. Um, but I th- I thought that was a very good um, that was a very good character relationship between Diego and uh, Patch. Patch is a is a detective that works with uh for the police department that. Uh, Diego had had sexual relations with, and also kind of went. I guess went to a police academy with it, right? Yeah, they went to the academy together, and Diego just couldn't let go of his vigilante hero boner. Yeah, and got but, kicked um, out. They they uh, they did it so well with uh, killing off Patch and his reaction to it. Oh, sorry, that we've been thirty. Uh, we're at forty four minutes in, um, but they did a great job about. You know, talking uh, like building this character relationship and then just ending it, and yeah. seeing his reaction to because you you start to care about the character long enough for like this death is like came out of nowhere. Yeah, because uh, Diego up until that point, he didn't really have any motivation to do anything because mm-hmm. he already like his like Luther's whole deal was like we gotta find Dad's killer. Someone took his monocle. Diego took the monocle. Because Diego is a dick. Um, And, like, Allison's whole deal is, like, I just want to get my daughter back, but also I want to fuck my adopted brother. Yeah. And Luther's just like, I'm a monster. Who killed my father? (laughs) Who killed my dad? My sister's kind of hot. Who killed my dad? And... Uh, Klaus is just like, I need drugs i need drugs and then you find out why he needs drugs and you're like oh klaus has the he has the best character development in my opinion does he well yeah Mm, yeah so here's the thing with klaus klaus's Klaus's abilities that he can talk to ghosts essentially and then you find out later in the season that he can actually can bring these ghosts into corporeal form and have them fight for him yeah, in the in the way that he he summons his brother uh, Ben, ben. to uh, to use his powers against uh, some other assassins, which was really cool. Uh, didn't really expect that, but it did, and it was really good. Um, but the thing is, like uh, Reginald is training these kids to control their powers, but Reginald does it in a way where he traumatizes uh, Klaus so much that the only way uh, he basically locks him in a uh, what do you call those? Not a sarcophagus. Uh, he locks mausoleum. him in a mausoleum. Yeah, mausoleum. And he is surrounded by these scary ghosts that are trying to communicate with him because they understand that he can communicate with, with them. Um, and it scares the shit out of him. And the only way that Klaus could get rid of seeing any ghost is literally to get so fucking high that he, you know... his passed. Basically, his powers get shut off while he's yeah. high as fuck. Yeah, his and... powers get shut off, and he, like, gets to the point where he has to be awakened with a defibrillator 
as seen in the first episode, after he Ooh. leaves rehab. Yeah, he ODs in, like, the first 14... No, first 15 minutes of the yeah. show. Um, and, like, as his story goes on, he ends up... Uh, he tries to help out everyone. He tries mm-hmm. to be useful. Um, but most of the time, he's so loaded that he's useless, and they try to get rid of him in every yeah. turn. Um, but uh, at some point, he ends up getting kidnapped and tortured by Cha-Cha and Hazel, mm-hmm. and you it's not working, because Klaus is fucking high. He's a freak of nature. He has a huge pain tolerance. That shit doesn't work on him yeah. until they find his drugs and they start destroying his drugs yeah. and he freaks the fuck out. That was good. I like that. that aspect. Um, that's a very real reaction. I appreciated it. And um, at that point, Klaus is just trying to escape. Klaus's whole deal with him being kidnapped is what led to the death of Detective Patch and mm-hmm. Diego's rampage of vengeance. Rampage? Yeah. Of vengeance. Yeah. I had to say that properly. Um, but, um, then Klaus. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I was just going to say uh, Klaus ends up escaping, though. Yeah. But he steals uh, a bag from uh, Hazel and Cha Cha, which is capable of time travel. Mm-hmm. And he takes it and ends up time traveling to when? The Vietnam what War. Was it Vietnam or Korea? Mm-hmm. It was either Vietnam or Korea, one of the... It was one of those wars. He ends up traveling to that time and uh, basically ends up joining the military, meeting a guy in his platoon, and they bas- they, they fall in love. Yeah. And he... he it, To them, he's been gone for maybe hours, maybe a day. Uh, for him, he's been gone for at least a year. Yeah. Fighting he, in a war. Fighting in a war uh, alongside this guy that he meets and falls in love with and ends up losing because he watches him die in war. And when Klaus comes back, he has severe PTSD. And uh, just watching these characters go through these ultra surreal situations, but watching their like honest human reaction because if Klaus had come back and still had been himself after that, I would have been like, well, what was yeah. the point of sending him off in the first place? There is also um, a great moment between Diego and Klaus when when Klaus is like, hey, I need you to tie me up because I have, I want drugs, but I can't have the drugs because I'm trying to contact this person that I care about that I have only ever cared about, and Diego is just like. She must be one great human or one great person. And he goes, he was great. He's the best person I know. And then Diego doesn't, without batting an eye, he goes, well, I hope you see him. Like, he, like, doesn't, because most people, like, I don't know if they know much about Klaus or his, his life or his love life, his sexuality or anything. But, like, Diego's just like, well, I hope this works kind of thing. And it's great. I feel like they I'm pretty sure that they know. Like, it's pretty well established that Klaus likes to take Allison's clothes and mm. put them on himself. So that, I'm pretty sure they have some sort of idea that Klaus is not on the straighter end of the spectrum. Yeah. Um. So, like, just watching that brotherly bond form yeah. 
uh, is this is one of the better moments in the show. Just it watching is. most of the bonds, uh, even though I, I was going to say that it was like there's one bond that's weird, but it's not really weird, but it could be kind of weird. I'm not sure if it's weird yet. Okay, what's the bond? Allison and Luther. Yes. Yeah. I don't I'm think not a... I think it's weird in the way that you grew up with this person, but it's not that weird because they're not related. I don't know if that's not the part that weirds me out them growing up together cuz you can grow up with your friends and y'all can fall in love with each other. Yeah. Uh, and that's totally fine. Like no one gives a shit. But there's a scene that happens in like the little, like either last or second to last episode with uh, 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 Doctor Hargrave before he was on Earth. Maybe we don't know. Um. Uh, but he releases these lights into the air, mm-hmm. and they float up. And I'm pretty sure that those lights are like magic sperm babies. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know where they come from. I don't know whose they are. Mm-hmm. But if we are to assume that these magical firefly sperm babies are his, there is a chance that these kids might actually be related to one another and that they have a weird pseudo-incestuous thing going on, even though they never act on it. And it yeah. leads to a moment of... Uh, well, they do act on it, but that time gets erased. Yeah, which was sad, but then I was like, yo, that's actually really good. It's pretty good. They use time travel good. They do weird, weird time, time travel, travel bullshit. bullshit. Let's go with the weird time travel bullshit. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like that leads to some awkward situations, especially when uh, Allison finds out that Luther, who had never had sexual relations with a woman in his life, lost his virginity at a rave, yeah. and gets kind of upset about it. What? Here's the um, thing: she should not be upset about it. She shouldn't be because she was married and off. She's married and has... Well, she's not married anymore. But she got married and had a kid while he was on the moon. Yeah. And he's just on the moon by himself with a monkey body. (laughs) True. Isolated. And then he has his, like, moment of clarity because he was, like, the most static of everybody up until he finds out that uh, Dr. Hargrave sent him into space for nothing. Yeah, for no reason. To give him, just to, to give get, Luther purpose. To give Luther purpose, and also to get rid of his mistake. Yeah. In giving him a monkey, but or deforming him in his, uh, in his mind. Yeah. And Luther has a borderline mental breakdown, um. And it's just like, what? This is like, damn. You're seeing all of these people go through these harrowing situations, and then you start to realize, wait, every episode we notice that one character is going through something. Yeah. And it starts out, we like we learn Allison is going through a custody battle. Mm. Uh, Diego's ex-girlfriend gets killed. Um, number five, we learn his story in that he was basically alone for years. Yeah. And the only person he had to accompany him was a mannequin that he found in a store. That he basically who, fucked. He probably fucked the shit out of them. Yo, he couldn't find a flashlight to like. You think he found a flashlight and like attached it to her? That's a lot of work. 
that's a lot of work. I'm going to assume that this is a reality where fleshlights and real dolls don't exist. So he just fucked the mannequin. Okay. He, f- I'm sure one of the hands could like form like like a circle. And yeah. Just hand job, really, really strange hand job. Yeah. Um. We find out that he, like, we just find out his backstory and what's happened to him. We never really find out how Ben died. We don't. Um. We 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 know in the fact that it might be Luther's fault. He may have called up. A- a wrong call or something like that. Yeah. So. And that's why Diego does not trust him as being the leader. But we're in, it's never expressly said what happened to Ben. Um, Klaus and is then just a, He's just messed up throughout the whole show. Yeah, his whole story, like, from beginning to end, is just darkness, darkness, darkness. Yeah. A little bit of light towards the end. And then you start to realize, oh, wait, everybody's going through shit. The only person who you haven't really focused on yet is Vanya. Yeah. And then we do focus on Vanya, and it becomes the whole, okay, we know why the world ends now. Because mm-hmm. Vanya gets manipulated by a psychopath, ex-murderer. Mm-hmm. And she ends up just going full-blown... Uh, I said it before, the villain from Rainmaker, from Looper. She goes full-blown Rainmaker to the extent of just, like, ready to kill everyone. Yeah. And family secrets are coming out. Like, we learned that Dr. Hargrave was not killed by anyone. He killed himself. Yeah. Because somehow he knew that the world was going to end. Yeah. And he killed himself to get his children back together to prevent it from happening? Yeah. Um, we find out that Grace and Pogo both knew it and kept it a secret, so nobody trusts either of them anymore. Well, they don't trust Pogo. Yeah. They're not They're not so much mad at Grace, because Grace is a robot and she's yeah, forced she's, to be loyal. She's programmed to do whatever. Um, uh, I was sad about Pogo dying. Because he did it with the best intentions. I feel like Pogo got a lot of shit for keeping stuff from them. Even though I'm very sure that he... Like, when it comes down to, like... I'm pretty sure Hargrave created him. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes down to uh, being loyal, who are you going to be loyal to? Uh, the creator? Your creator or your creator's children? Yeah. I think creator's probably going to supersede the kids. Yeah. And gave him life, basically. Yeah, like, I understand Luther being mad, but, like, everybody else being mad at Pogo is just like, eh. And then we see Pogo die, and it's just like... I feel like Vanya had no reason to kill him. Nah, actually... Vanya had a reason to kill Pogo. Okay. Oh, that's true. That's right. Yeah. Vanya had a reason. Uh, we learned that Vanya has powers, as we said earlier, but uh, her powers were s- super un- unstable, mm-hmm. and they couldn't figure out a way to help her control it. Like, there's a whole montage of her killing all of her babysitters one by one Mm -hmm. until they bring in Grace, who's a robot, and she can't kill Grace, so she has to be obedient. And the reason that Vanya was on medication was to suppress her powers. 
um, because Dr. Hargrave was in, I think, I don't know who said it, but they said he was trying to protect her, but he was also trying to protect everyone from her. Um, And uh, we also find out that Allison, who is not at fault for this, she was a child, but she was told by Dr. Hargrave to go to Vanya and to tell her and to use her powers on Vanya pretty much saying hey I heard a rumor that you don't have any abilities you're just you're normal yeah and Vanya believed that for years until she finds out and she takes the shit out on Allison by taking away Allison's powers pretty much by slashing her throat by accident of course she was just angry in the moment but it, it, it was an accident um but it happened. It happened, and uh, Allison understood. Even though her throat got slashed, she was like, it's my fault. Mm-hmm. Vanya's, Vanya, I kind of earned this. Like, like I, and it's also their father's, well, it's mostly his fault, honestly. And yeah. he, he's the cause of it all. And then Luther does the one thing that uh, I thought was the stupidest thing in the show, which is lock up the super powerful and stable person yeah. and have them freaking out. Um, to be fair, they which, didn't realize that her using her own heartbeat would increase her power, I guess. Would be, I, yeah, would be, I guess. Yeah, I guess not. But at the same time, it's just like, Luther, you're well-intentioned, but uh, yeah. and you are... You spent too much time with your father. Yeah, and she, Vanya, Vanya seems very distraught about what had happened, and Allison is willing to you know, forgive her and talk to her because she does love her sister. She's one of the few people in the show that's like, I made the mistake of pushing my sister away because of how our father treated her kind of thing. Because Allison, like, goes to bat for Vanya. She tries to protect her from her creepy boyfriend. Yeah. Um, Because she finds him creeping around her fucking house and shit while she wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Which was just... I was just like, man, that's... uh." Then you find out the boyfriend killed the first chair to get Vanya to be first chair and try out for it and all this other shit. And it's just like, man... Ah... This all could have been prevented, but it's one of those situa it's one of those situations, uh I listened to the podcast it used to be called the Super Best Friend Cast, yeah. but it's also it's now it's called Castle Super Beast. Uh it's one of those situations Wooly mentions where it's just like a, a just talk situation. Yeah. Like just talk to each other. Just yeah. have a conversation. Which and all be- this could have been avoided. In any TV show, anything could be prevented if the characters just literally talked to each other, like regular. Yeah, people. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say any TV show. I feel like some TV shows is a double-edged sword where if you just talk, it'll make things infinitely worse. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, oh, we could talk about this, but I'm just gonna get madder about it and kill you anyway. True. <laughs> like, I don't think John Wick was a just talk situation. Yeah. He's like, ah, he shot him, he's done. He doesn't have to listen to their super villain monologues. Fuck him. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Vanya pretty much loses control. 
Uh, we're we've missed some story elements, but there's like ten episodes. Yeah, we're just it's covering a, the major we're, stuff. We're giving you the major stuff. This gives you an opportunity to even watch the show and understand what we're saying about this show. Um, we're all we're an hour in. <laughs> we're we, we're not going to do two hours right now on this. We're not, but we're we're going to cut it short pretty soon. But um, basically, it all ends up in a climactic battle at a. Uh, orchestra concert yeah. that Vanya is performing in and she's like crazy. scaring the shit out of everybody crazy with her crazy blue white eyes whatever they are mm-hmm. and uh, the whole team pretty much comes together and has to do fucking combo moves to fucking get Allison to calm down and uh, there are some like you see where it could go and they, I, it's one of those situations where you see what's happening and like I knew what was happening, and I knew this was for certain people. Um, like uh, towards the end, where you see Allison, not Allison, Vanya, using her powers to hold up Diego, Five, Luther, and uh, Klaus, and then you see Allison walk up behind her with a gun. And in the comic books, uh, Vanya gets shot in the head and is paralyzed. Yeah. In the show, they took a different direction. Uh, she just sh- fires the bullet near uh, Vanya's head, pretty much uh, incapacitating her and knocking her out for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, and maybe her powers will have been lessened because of this shockwave may have hurt, damaged her ears in some way. Possibly. And cut her power in half, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, so she might be a little bit deaf in one ear. And so she's, yeah, probably depowered just a little bit. Um, And then, God, I'm trying to remember what happens after this. Because I know that the moon gets destroyed. I just can't remember how. In the comics, or... No, in the in the show, yeah. I don't care. Basically, the the moon does get destroyed. Um, it, and it's crashing onto Earth and basically destroying all of Earth, and especially this one big ass one that's gonna obliterate everything. Pretty um, much. But um, the how did it, how did the moon get destroyed? Uh, because Vanya, instead of like focusing her energy all around the Earth, it shoots up into the sky and hits the moon. Right, okay. It hit the moon, the moon started breaking apart, and uh, the Earth still gets destroyed uh, in a much bigger way than it was intended. So basically, uh, the bureau that Number 5 worked for still got the outcome that they wanted, but in a much, much different way, in that all life was pretty much wiped out except for we see the kids... As they're about to be killed by the giant meteor thing, mm-hmm. uh, number five starts transporting them seemingly back in time. Yeah. And we see all of them regress in age. So I'm assuming if there is a season two, we are going to be dealing with strictly child actors. Yeah. Which I'm about. Who are, I'm all for the shit. And I'm wondering if it's going to bring Ben back to life. I'm curious. That's but, what um, I'm thinking too. Like, is he back to life? Because he, too, turns young. Yeah, so I'm just like, a young ghost? That'd be weird. Just bring him back. Um, 
I so, um yeah. when I was does does uh, Allison get her powers back? Because she progresses younger. I don't know if her ale, if she still has a cutthroat because of that. Um, why doesn't number five get even younger? <laughs> Just stuff. Like, those there's the questions I have. That was a question, and then eh, we'll find we'll probably find out in season two. Because uh, I did some research on certain things, and I learned stuff about characters. Mm-hmm. Like, I pretty much learned that, uh, well, should I say that? That's kind of a spoiler, potential spoiler for future installments, possibly. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that. Okay. I'm leave it be. But, uh, we, we, we're going to see. Hopefully, there's a season two. I hope people watched it. Yeah. I um, mean, because I think it, a lot of people really liked it. I think there's going to be a season two with it. Oh, I, I, because Netflix is canceling all of this Marvel stuff, because. I don't think that's their fault, though. I think, I think that's a um, a fault of. Uh, sorry, my com- my computer screen just went to sleep for some reason. Um, I think that's the fault of Disney because they want to take those shows and put it on their own thing. And they won't have access to them for like what was it, like seven years or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's some time frame between now and when they can get Netflix shows on their service, but. Uh, yeah, is uh, they need some superheroes. Why not go indie? Why not go yeah. dark horse? You know, the the one thing um, I do like about this one is it's they don't use their powers that much. They don't. This um, is this isn't a superpower show, a superhero movie, TV show. It is a movie about characters that have superpowers. The characters come first before the superpowers. Best way I could describe this is like a neo noir, uh, like it's multiple genres, but it's like a a strange neo noir, um, almost mystery mm-hmm. kind of thriller action adventure, and the characters just so happen to have superpowers. The only one who really uses his superpowers regularly is. Klaus by accident and Diego. Diego all the fucking time. Yeah. Every time we turn around, which Diego's isn't like, eh, we will say this also. Knife. That's not even his original power. His nah, original... apparently he can hold his breath for a really long time. Yeah. They all have code names. I don't even know if they mentioned their code names in the show. Yeah, the space boy. They do. They don't. Oh yeah, they crack... do. Call... They don't do Kraken. Yeah, they do. Like, uh... They do rumor. Yeah, the rumor. They don't do the seance. Yeah, they don't. They do, do call. Do they call him the horror? Do they? They even. They barely talk about Ben. Yeah. So, uh, um, they don't call. Well, number five is just the boy. Yeah. They, they do do that, but it's just that because he looks like a boy. Just. Yeah, and they don't. They do they call out uh, Vanya the white violin? No, I don't think they do. But I will say this: the guy, the kid that plays number five. Oh my god, excellent job! He did such a good, good job. job. I'm usually very uh, cautious of like there's this like child actor when they're surrounded by other child actors. It's like okay, works because there are other child actors. I'm usually very cautious of child actor with a bunch of adults because mm. it's like like there's an experience gap here. Yeah. 
can they keep up with everyone else? Will they get bogged down? And that was one of the reasons that I wasn't the biggest fan of like the Netflix Lost in Space. Because mm-hmm. uh, the Will Robinson character, he wasn't terrible, but it just seems he came off as very forced as like, I'm a child character. I know that. I'm supposed to be useless, but I can do it. And that was just like, eh, back up a little bit. Just calm down, kid. Be a child. Be a child in this situation. You yeah. can cry. It's cool. This kid, he's supposed to be a child. He's He's got the body of a child, yeah. but he's supposed to be an old man. And he plays a curmudgeon very well for, how old is he? Like 13, 14 maybe? Yeah, I think 13. He plays a curmudgeon pretty well for a 13-year-old kid. He plays a guy who doesn't have very good people skills because he's been isolated for, like, years very well. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated his uh, his skill. And uh, whoever... You said somebody fan-casted him as Damian Wayne. Spot fucking on. Yeah, as Damian. Damian Wayne. That's such a good, that's such a good fan-cast, and I'm all about it. Um, oh, why didn't we think of that? I, I don't know. Because we, <sighs> we did not know about this kid, to be fair. that That's why we didn't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's about it, guys. Um, that's our rundown of the series right now. Uh, we may come back and like explore it more, just because it's such a good show. Please watch it if you ever have a chance, because this deserves a second season. And even a third season. Like, it, it deserves a good run on Netflix. Listen, listen, guys. If Iron Fist can get a second season. If Iron Fist. The immortal Iron Fist. If that can get a second season. There is no reason why Umbrella Academy can't. Okay? Yeah. Because Iron Fist was bad. <laughs> second season was not as bad but then it got really weird at the very end yeah. um but yeah that's pretty much the whole podcast guys yeah. uh, I'm not gonna make Jonas read today we're not doing it okay today. good cause I'm really tired uh, <laughs> Rex what are we enjoying today oh man I'm just I'm just trying to uh, pull my shit together find a therapist mm. and uh, you know get get my mental health physical health in order so that I can not die a young age um I'm trying to go see Battle Angel Alita I'm probably I'm hoping it's still in theaters um by the 8th yeah definitely because I want to go see that and Captain Marvel back to back it'll definitely be in the theaters till the 8th also, fuck those guys. I don't give a fuck if you're listening to this shit or not and you supported that shit. But if you're one of those motherfuckers who is trying to fucking bomb Captain Marvel before the movie come out on Rotten Tomatoes, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Stop being an asshole. Yeah. Mostly um, men. Am I right? Men are trash. What can I say? Uh, um. So this week, uh, I, I, I don't know if it'll be up by the time that I post this episode, but mm-hmm. Mike Bennett has a podcast coming out. Mike Bennett? Yeah, from uh, Vine. Legendary artist Mike Bennett got a podcast? It's called Killer Tofu. 
and it's about movie. It's about t- cartoon t- uh, TV shows from the eighties, seventies, eighties, and nineties. Oh, we yo killer tofu, tofu. yeah. yeah okay. I uh, I talked to I talked to him recently because he um, added me on Instagram with a with his podcast uh, Instagram. I said hey. You're welcome to come out of the podcast, our podcast, and talk also. And if you want us on yours, that's fine too. We'll talk about uh, nerdy stuff all the time. Um, Fuck it, we we got new guests. We got new guests, but we also have a Instagram right now. Uh, I added you to it, Rex. And I, I don't know if you ever been on Instagram lately. I have shit knows. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Um, but. Uh, the other thing I am enjoying, uh, I haven't started this yet, but I will be starting it soon, which is, uh, you know, with working out, I like to have some workout clothes, mm-hmm. and I decided I want to become a brand ambassador to uh, a certain clothing brand. It's not like something where they pay me, it's something where I get commission uh and i get my own discount with with uh my own username and stuff like that and other people can get discount on on items as well uh but i decided to join the uh, be a brand ambassador for this one uh company called cora fitness and the reason why i did choose it is because um with every purchase you have to choose a charity with it they have four mm-hmm. charities that they work with. One's for water, one is for food, one is for uh, stopping human trafficking, and one is for mental health. And mm-hmm. I think that's like, I, I was like, that's, this is such a great idea to include charities into your sales. That yeah. It's not a lot that they're giving to them. It's 5 to 15% of the, of the money that you spend is going to the charity, but that's still a lot of, that's still money. Yeah, it's just a lot of money. So, um, once I get that up, uh, you guys can have that code, and you can get uh, workout uh, gear, and if that's something that interests you. Get that workout gear and get your swole on. Get your swole on. Okay. Or get or get your fit on, you know? You ain't got to be swole. True. To be fit. Yeah, you don't have to be. Get, just get healthy. Get that's, your health on. Get your health on. Because people have a tendency to equate health to body size, yeah. and that's bullshit. Which is it is bullshit because I know from medical, from working in the medical field, medical field, and being in, uh, an over overweight, oh, morbidly obese person in the medical field, um, I was strangely healthy. The doctors were were they were like, "How are you so healthy? You're so overweight." Um, yeah. I had a similar issue where I at one point in my life I was like I'm I was smaller than I am now but I was still huge. Yeah. Like I was technically obese according to my doctor. Mm. Uh motherfucker was like you're obese, uh you might need to lose some weight. And I was like, "Well, what's wrong with me?" And he was like, "Well, nothing. You're really healthy." Yeah. You're just obese. Yeah. And you come to find things out like Body mass index, BMI, it's kind of bullshit because it doesn't really account for, like, race and how our bodies are different (laughs) compared to other races. So it's like, hey, man, take all that shit with a grain of salt. Get yourself healthy if you want. I will say this. 
don't don't not listen to your doctor about certain things have keep going to the doctor get tests done if they if they just go like you're fat you need to lose weight without doing any tests that's not the doctor for you have a doctor do te- you need to get the test done you need to get blood work done and all that if if blood work comes back and says like hey you're pre-diabetic listen to that shit there's nothing wrong with getting a second opinion yeah and um you know it, it's really like i said you could be overweight and you could still be healthy but all but over time the weight does like you know it, it wears on your body because your body is not supposed to be isn't you know it doesn't handle mass that well you could have back problems stuff like that too i i had back problems when i was overweight i know a lot of people that have back problems because of overweight and it happens not saying that you, you can't fix it with just like a little bit of exercise just eat a little bit less stuff like that you don't have to do like a, a diet a crazy diet or anything just eat a little less and that's all it is don't skip no meals either don't skip meals eat your, eat your burger just don't eat two of those burgers you don't like eat I used to two burgers with cheese and bacon on them and two large fries and a milkshake yeah but just that sounds delicious burger. it does but just have one just one, one. me I'm, I'm trying to cut out red meat ooh uh, you know, How's that like, going? it's going pretty good because I come to realize like a lot of my favorite foods don't have red meat in it. Oh, good. Except lasagna, but I haven't had lasagna in a long time, so I'm I'm, I'm gravy right now. Ooh, but like, I love me some lasagna. I've been just like slowly but surely trying to edge away from red meat. I'm trying to slowly but surely get away from pork as well. Mm-hmm. Is lamb pork or red meat? What is lamb? I want to say it's like, uh, I want to say it's like, uh, pork, where it's like, it's white meat. Porkish? I would say porkish. Yeah. I had some lamb today, so yeah. I'm working on getting away from the porkish. I started replacing sausage with turkey sausage. and Nice. Turkey bacon's eating. not that bad. I hate turkey bacon. It's so rubbery, but I can, I can chow down on some turkey sausage now. All right. I think... You sausage anything, I'll, I'll, I'll eat it. I'll, I'll put a sausage in my face. What, what can I say? Yeah. Nothing wrong with a little sausage. Nothing wrong with a little sausage. What was that movie, Freddy Got Fingered? Tell um, me, would you like some sausage? Tell me, would you like some sausage? That was the most random movie in the world. And Rip Torn did it. <laughs> that movie was so fucking Let's do that it's movie. Let's talk about that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that movie holds up. Uh, <laughs> anyways, guys, that's it for the episode. Uh, you can follow Rex at R E X T E S T A R O S S A. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. At Instagram and Twitter. Um, the fear. Rex. You can you can follow Jonas at J O N A S T Y D R A W Z. Instagram, Twitter. You know, get some art from them. You know, show some support. Pay an artist. Pay for your art. Mm-hmm. Pay for your art. Pay for your art. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They worked hard on it. Why not? You know? Why not pay for that art? Um, you throw a bag at them. Also, you guys can find us at RJU Podcast on Twitter and now on Instagram. And email us at uh, theuniverserj at gmail.com. Send us your questions, send us your comments, send us your concerns, and we will read them on the podcast, mention you by name. And, uh, 
rate, don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to us. And uh, Rex and I are going to work on trying to get everything onto Spotify as well, so it's easier access for the Android people. But yeah. we are on Spreaker as well as well as iTunes. Yeah, who knows? Maybe someday we'll end up on like Stitcher. Or, yeah. Or, or Earwolf. We're not there yet. Yeah, dude, I would love to work with Earwolf. That'd be amazing. Uh, wait, we can't plug them. We don't have money yet. Uh, yeah. Yes, we would love to mess around with the hearing lupines. <laughs> it would be lit. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and those of you who do not uh, confine yourselves to the gender binary hue... Uh, we appreciate you coming out to this strange little corner of the universe that is run by I, Rex, and my partner here, Jonas. Mm. Uh, you know, like Jonas said, leave us a rate of comment and reviews. Let us know your questions, comments, and concerns. We will be on our best P's and Q's to address them in a timely fashion. And, uh, you know, I just want to le- just leave you with some parting words in that if you heard something today... That, uh, uh, you know, blue, you know, just left you in awe. What, what, what is, no, that's not what I say. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit this out. Um, if you wait. Heard, heard something that you like. Oh, yeah, if you heard something today that you like, let us know. Tell us how you felt about it. If you heard something that you weren't a big fan of, well, you know, let us know that too. We would like to know anyway. But if you heard something today that absolutely blew your motherfucking mind I hope your wig ain't get flipped pick your wig up motherfucker you have just finished listening to the universe according to Rex and Jonas it is created by Brian Foster and Jonas Robinette hosted by Brian Foster and Jonas Robinette edited by Jonas Robinette with help by audio producer Kyle C. Kelly